Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the... Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Tom Neubauer. He's Dan Bush. Sam Schmidt's on the board. And, uh, yeah, I apologize for missing last week. Had the flu, but now I feel uh, 100% better. Anyway, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and we invite you to join the show with us by calling with your questions or comments at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can always email us live at uh, the Smokies Inbox, which is ceoguys at yahoo.com. Well, Danny, I, I have some emails that came in uh, after the show two weeks ago. All right, so okay, here shoot. you go. It says, hey, guys, love the show and listen on my way. This is, by the way, this is from James. I listen on my way to work even though I don't hunt or fish anymore. I figured you might be a good source for this. My mom's husband passed away last summer, and now it's time to address his taxidermy. Uh, he has about 12 items we would like to try and sell. I do eBay, but some things are just too much to deal with. I'll attach a few pics and see what you think. Uh, I do have all the photos. So if you have any needs for your man cave, hunting lodges, taverns, or gifts, let me know. Uh, we'd like to make a few bucks, but more important, find a new home for them. But anyway, um, the thing is, I Jim uh, didn't leave a phone number. I emailed him and said, you, you got to leave me a phone number so that if I can give it out over the air in case somebody's interested, they can call you. Well, maybe he just wants to give his email out. Uh, I don't know if he does. See, I'd want to find out from him. Right. You See, know? A, lot, a lot of people might be more comfortable giving their email out okay. as opposed to... yeah. Right. I, you're right. Well, I'll tell you what, anybody's inter interested, uh, or if, I got his email. Or if he's listening, you know, like if somebody emails us and says, hey, I'm interested in a uh, 
perch mount or whatever. <laughs> I think he, these are all animals, yeah. These are all animals. Birds and animals. You know, yeah. when he first said that, that who, who he said his father passed away? And the mom's husband. Must have been his stepdad. Mom's husband passed away, and now he was interested in <clears throat> taxidermy. At first, I, I it hit me wrong. I'm like, <laughs> he's glad he's talking about the animals to give away. Oh. <laughs> and I heard, now we're looking for a taxidermy. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, when, you know, here's the thing. There will, there are places. If you've ever gone to, I was at the state fair years ago, mm-hmm. and they were selling like bear rugs and stuff, some mm-hmm. crappy old ones, and they were mm-hmm. like six, seven hundred bucks. I mean, oh, wow. old tax taxidermy. Um, you can sell some of this stuff. Yeah. If if there's a bar up north that wants to that put a big see, muskie yeah. on the wall or something, so I would think that. Uh, Perhaps he could sell it. Gordy, I sold some of my taxidermy to Gordy over the years. Yeah. Of course, those were fish he wanted. Yeah. Well, we got a few more here. This is from Tex on the Tex in the Big Rig. He says, uh, "I didn't know uh, where you're getting." He says, "I don't know where you're getting it. Where you're getting your information from on Lake Winnebago still has a five walleye limit, and uh, Battle on Bago still has not been canceled." So, okay. But here's the thing. Okay, Tex, this this is, I wish I could have said this to you last week, but you know where I got that five? Okay, they've been talking about the three walleye limit on Winnebago all all last year, right? All of 2019. And in my head, oftentimes, I'm still on the, 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 uh, what do you call it? The license schedule, January 1st till December 31st, you know, how it used to be. Beginning of the year, you know, so that's how we used to buy our licenses. And then they changed it to April 1st. So sometimes I forget, oh, yeah, that's right, it's April 1st. So that three fish limit starts in April. <laughs> it starts later. starts with the, the new license season. Okay, so that's yeah. why you thought so that's why it was said going it's, into effect with the yeah, new season. Yeah, there's still a, a, a five fish limit. And then thanks, Dex, for straightening us out here. Yeah, that's me, why you always got to read the regulations yourself. Yeah, that's true. Instead of listening Go to online, other don't, people, yeah, don't listen to other people. Okay, and here's another one. This one is from Ken. This is what Ken writes Hey, Tom, not in today, missed the first 10 minutes. That was it. <laughs> he wanted to let me, let me know that I wasn't in and that he missed the first 10 minutes. Oh, sorry about that, Ken. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. You can go back and like. Okay. Here's one from K Dog. K Dog says. What do you got a bunch of rappers listening yeah. to us now? <laughs> hey, CEO guys, this is from Kevin. Thanks for remembering me for the Hornschwaggle segment. I would have called out, called, but was in the meeting. It's been great show so far today. Can't wait for the second hour. I'll try to call next week. And I have a question for you guys. If you've ever been like two and a half hours north of Green Bay, there's a town called Amberg, and there was a restaurant called Pike Pioneer. Just wonder if you ever stopped there because my grandma opened it. Okay. Don't Pike think Pioneer. Don't th- I've been through that area, but yeah, I, I can't. I can't say Pike Pioneer. The only, another little uh, restaurant because we got on that subject of nice little memorable places when you go up to northern Wisconsin. We used to stop at a place, and I think it was called Yancey's, yeah. on the way up to Mountain with my dad. Yancey's. 
Okay. And I think, I'm trying to think what town it was by. I want to say Gillette. Maybe I'm wrong. If any of our listeners ever oh, heard of you, a place called Yancey's, and, give and, us a call. And you pronounced that correctly, that town, Gillette. A lot of people call it Gillette. But the people up there get offended. They said, no, it's Gillette. Yeah. Well, just like it's it Green Bay and not Green Bay. It's Green Bay. Yeah, of course it's, Green, it's Bay. Green Bay. Well, but if you ever hear like Don Meredith and some of those guys say, when I went up to Green Bay, they all say Green Bay. Oh, they or put the Detroit. Emphasis, they put the emphasis on the first word. Yeah, they go okay. Detroit. Uh, they, so they don't say Detroit. They say Detroit. <laughs> or when we all went up to Green Bay. Okay. Not Green Bay. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, you hear that. Yeah, it's okay. putting the inflection. Yeah. The stress on the wrong. Yeah, wrong it's like word. Detroit do have a good defense. <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing Who somebody? I, oh. I heard some NFL football player say that one time. You know there was a Detroit. There was a thing uh, on the Super Bowl that they played a clip that I had forgotten all about, and it was hilarious when uh, Hank Stram was hollering to what was his quarterback's name again? Lenny. Lenny. Come on, Lenny. Lenny. He'd say, "Throw the ball, Lenny. Keep." Keep matriculating down the field. Keep matriculating down the field. <laughs> it's like, keep what? Matriculating. <laughs> I haven't done that since I was 15. <laughs> Who wants to be a matriculator? Oh, God. That was matriculating. So, they, played, they, they played that clip of him on the sideline. You side heard the word hollered. matriculating? That's what he said. He hollered it out. They had it on. They showed it. Yeah, he hollered to Lenny Dykstra. Well, no, not Wood Dykstra. The... What was it? Dawson. He hollered Dykes. out. He said... Lenny, Lenny Dawson, keep number re- sixteen. Yeah, he said, "Keep matriculating down the field." <laughs> I guess he meant keep going down Buck the Buchanan field. Buchanan was the defensive player there. The big, I think he's a defensive end. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? I don't care. That was a good team. I, that Chiefs team. I don't care about them from years ago. Nah. Yeah, if it weren't for old Max. Performing with the hangover? No, that I know. We might have lost to them. That's right. They were a good team. Yeah. Hank Stram finally did get, uh, did he matriculate <laughs> down the field and, Not and, enough. and beat, the, uh, beat the Minnesota Vikings? Yes, of course he did. He matriculated. Yeah. You know, when I think matriculators, I think, <laughs> I think old Hank Stram. I think a There's Sam. There's no better matriculator yeah, than him. Yeah, I think a Sam. Sam, have you matriculated lately? Sam doesn't even want to be here right now. (laughs) God's sake. Totally blind. I totally blind. He doesn't even know what we're talking about. He's over there looking at the Spanish channel or the swimsuit girl of the month over there. Um, So the word matriculates, that must mean... um, Going down. Keep going. Methodically plotting. Yes. with purpose, advancing. I wonder what it. Yeah, uh, uh, that sounds. Is that good. it? That sounds right. To you? That sounds very. That sound good. good. Yeah. Here okay. I got it. And okay. did you Next hear email. about this one? This one you're gonna like. This is not an email. Uh, did you know that on February 8th, the Pope and Young Club convened a special panel of judge- judges in Pennsylvania during the Great American Outdoors Show for a potential Pope and Young World Record Black Bear, Jeff Malilos. Massive bear scored 23 and 5 16 inches and in not, and is now the world's largest har- bow, the largest bow harvested bear in North America. Now, do you want to take a guess on what state it came from? Pennsylvania. Close. New Jersey. I didn't know they had bear in New Jersey. 
You're kidding me? I got tons of bear. I didn't know that. New Jersey. I don't think of bear when I think of New Jersey. You know what I think of? The New Jersey Devil got in a huge fight with a black bear there years ago. It was legendary. The who? The New Jersey Devil? You haven't heard of the New Jersey Devil either? No. Where you been, dude? What? What is the New Jersey Devil? Talking about like a hockey player? He's the guy who lost. No, it's a it's a creature, man. Oh, like I know. No, I don't you believe know in about... creatures. <laughs> I'm looking in the mirror lately. <laughs> so, oh, but you know, as far as the bear, um, the skull thing, I guess it, they got no other way to really measure it except yeah. for weight. I like I for as far as I'm concerned, weight. Uh, same with whitetails. You know, here in, in, in the Midwest, we're all, with, oh, that's a 130, that's a 140. I'm so sick of people talking about antler size of deer. Uh, I like the old Benoit method, the out, the out east the, the method, the main method out there where they talked. The badge honor there was a buck that weighed over 200 pounds dressed. Uh, sure, they like big racks, but they were into big, yeah. bruising, big-bodied deer, and that's how they measure their trophies. Mm-hmm. So right now... If I had the choice between a big rack and a 200-pound or 250, 300-pound dressed deer, as long as it's got a decent rack, I, I want to get that big-bodied buck. Mm-hmm. Well, this bear weighed 700 pounds, which that's, is that's, pretty good. That's good, yeah. yeah that's I guess I'd good. take that. I guess that's I could— uh, You know, oh, I was going to say, you know what it beat the old one out at? Uh, probably by about an inch. I think the old record was around 22-something. No, it only beat it out by— Two sixteenths of an inch, which is an eighth of an inch. Right. That's all, an eighth of an inch. Do you know how they measure wow. those skulls? I suppose they got a tape measure. Yeah, well, they go. <laughs> or they uh, go, calipers. They, they go, use calipers. They can use a caliper, but then they'll, uh, they'll go from the tip backwards. Okay? From the nose? Nose back to the back of the base of the skull, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do the caliper. I, I, guess, I don't know if they go from, from one side ear to side, hole, side yeah. to side, and they combine those. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in order to be eligible for Pope and Young, I could be wrong. I think it's got to be like 18 inches, I think, yeah. for Boone and Crockett, 20. The uh, world, the biggest skulls, the, the brown bears, yeah, those are... are 29 and something. I don't know if there was a 30-incher in there or not, but, man, that's a big head. Yeah. So, so anyway, congratulations to that guy. I'm serious. The only thing I ever know about New Jersey is uh, what was that TV show with the with the organized crime guys? Uh, six something was uh, the word six was in there, not six feet under. Uh, anyway, the Sopranos. Yeah, thank you, Sopranos. And, and where's the, guy, the word six in I, there? I don't know. And then the guy he he'd always say, "Hey, I got a business to run here." <laughs> As he's kicking some guy's head. <laughs> Speaking of bear, you can go online, and I think it's some city in California this week, I believe it was, where some giant black bear strolled into the neighborhood. And you can see it on all these news cameras. They had like a helicopter, it looked like, overhead yeah. shooting. They had police cars around. And it was just walking house to house, checking out the garbage cans. And it looks like a big bear. Wow. And apparently they tranquilized it. And you know, when I watched the thing, it kind of walked down off a curb and it, it, it looked like it was, it, like it was, it had a hard time walking. I think it was an old, old, old bear yeah. that was on its last legs and could hardly walk and was just going for what it could look like an old man. 
yeah. old man hardly hobbling down the street. Kind of felt sorry for that old bear. You know, that's that's where the that's where the latest uh, that's where the previous uh, record bear came from was California. Yeah, the record see, pe- black bear. People think of California, they think of the big cities, but Northern California has got cougars yeah. and is relatively well, beautiful and remote yeah. and it's got mountains, mountains in that. and stuff. A lot of tree, a lot of hardwoods and all that. Yeah, it's yep. it's nice, and that that's where uh, those people get. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Attacked by the mountain lions. The the biggest <laughs> black bears that I've heard of, pretty much in that eight to close to nine hundred pound range. Pennsylvania's had some big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, there. Yeah, we've got some big ones here too. Every year, I think there's at least probably one six hundred pound shot in Wisconsin. Oh, I, I think I think there was this this last That's year. That's what I said. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I think I, if I think we talked about it. I think there's I read there's it some big, and there was a big one that unfortunately years back, I, I think it was over 800 in Wisconsin. It got killed by a combine. It was uh, hibernating in a cornfield apparently oh. in the winter, and it you know it was dozing and took wrong place for a nap, and the combine whacked it, and oh, wow. it was a big old bear. Wow. Well, with that, folks, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we got to do a few commercials here, so. Uh, don't don't uh, run away from the camera. Well, maybe go to the bathroom if you have to. Quick camera. Uh, did I say camera? I meant radio. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned uh, for more with us. Yeah, whatever. I'll see you in a little bit. All right. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this uh, Saturday morning. Tom's going through emails over there. You got any more? Well, I got the one. We, we got a phone call from a listener saying he needs the email of the guy who's got the taxidermy stuff. He's interested. So this is it. Get your pencil and paper ready. It's the word James, J-A-M-E-S, underscore, Croak, C-R-O-K-E, at yahoo.com. Got it? All right. If you didn't get it, you can listen to the podcast again. Yeah, listen to the podcast. Carefully replay it there. So, uh, yeah. Okay, that was it. Anyway. That's that's it. Anyway. uh, Okay. Oh, fishing, ice fishing is actually, ice catching has actually been... uh, some areas were really good last month, but in the last week or two, those same areas that were really good, according to my son Nick, are not so good anymore. And time of day is so important, you know, time so of what, day. So what, boy, that's a bit. Well. It was really good, but now it's bad. Well, in the well, areas. our top advice for no, everybody out it, there. That's in the areas that he was fishing. Well, where was he well, fishing? Well, I can't tell you those well, secret spots. Well, how is this worth anybody anything, Tom? Well, they can re- they, they can relate because they're probably fishing spots that were doing good and now not. Now I'm letting them know that you better find some new spots. You better move around <laughs> because the fish are doing that. Fish are moving around. But here's the other thing is that the time of day is so very important. Uh, okay, that's a good my tip. Son, my son of Nick, something there we well, can use. the last 45 minutes to an hour of sunlight are always really good for panfish. That's always a good time. But what's really weird is that 
sometimes there'll be an hour or two break during the day. Like my son Nick was out till about 12 noon one day. I think, oh, that was on uh, Martin Luther King Day, I think. Anyway, so he's out till like 12 noon and then and only caught maybe one crappie, one bluegill, a couple of small pike. Now, if he would have waited for about two hours, his brother-in-law and father-in-law said, yeah, from like two to three, they, they just went nuts. You know, they could see fish on their locators, okay? They knew there were fish there, but they just weren't biting. But from two to three, they went crazy. They were catching a ton of them. And it's so it's like sometimes those fish, I guess, I guess if you see them on the locator or if you got a camera down there, don't leave. Hopefully, eventually, they're going to turn on, you know? And they've been using, this is another weird one, uh, last week. Another good tip. Last week, Sunday, on the Larry Smith show, yep. he was using the thing called beaver tails. Have you heard of those, Danny? Yes. Okay. It's kind of like a chia bait, okay. or, you know, one of those little things. But anyway, he was using the beaver tails. And over at Sherpers, I can't tell you how many phone calls we got from people asking us if we carried the beaver tails. And the answer is yes. Yeah, we got all the colors. I think there's like four colors. And my son Nick was using them too, and he likes them. He says, yeah, he he likes them. The problem was that the one area that they fished, he caught a lot of little bluegills and a lot of little perch. The bigger ones weren't biting, you know. But but he said they, they were effective. They did work. So just thought let let people know that the beaver tail is working, you know. The beaver tail. The beaver tail, yeah. And and also, uh, I think I think Larry Smith on his show, the one guide said, if you take the scissors and cut the, the the sides of it a little bit, just cut in a little bit, it gives it extra motion and whatever. So, looks like a bug in the water. So anyway, well, have you used the laser augers yet? The hand Wait, augers yourself? Have you I, ever used one? I, I got my I got rid of my Jiffy and I think it was 1994 or about 1994 okay. and then I got a I got a laser then okay and I had that ever since so I got yeah. mine new in the box yet oh okay and I plan on using it for the first and last time today yeah because I'm not going to be out pheasant shooting with Al okay and uh, and there's a fishery at the waterfront. So I figure I'll go down and pay my five bucks or 20 bucks, depending if I want to get a bunch of raffle tickets with it and go set tip ups by my place. Yeah. And for a pike. But the, that laser's in the box yet. So I haven't, are, are they pretty much put together? That you I don't just screw together. Okay. Two ends. <laughs> so the blades are already on it yep. and no. Yep. So I, And I, there's a plastic cover over the blades too yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. cause I plan on going home this morning and mm-hmm. picking up some bait and uh, going out and drilling a couple holes and mm-hmm. dust, getting the dust off the old tip ups and give it a shot. Did I, I don't know if I told you this, not last week, of course I wasn't here last week, week before my son, Nick thought he'd do that Larry Smith trick and put the hot dog <laughs> Right. On a tip-up. He caught a fish, but it wasn't a northern. It was a bass. It was a legal bass. But after a while, it wasn't doing anything, so he put a sucker minnow on it, and they were doing good on sucker minnows. But Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, go with some shiner minnows there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of bad, sad, because now we got some, seems like ice has gotten finally yeah. halfway yeah. decent. Yeah, yeah. And the game fish season pretty much ends... Next weekend, right? It uh, let's see now. What Typically goes through like March first, I think, or something like that. So I'm thinking, 
maybe next weekend will be the last hurrah, and then you can still do the pan fishing. Yeah, yeah. The shine. I know the shanty's got to be off. What is it, March fifth? I think, or something like that. Normally, it's about uh, right around the second week in March. Typically, yeah. It down, seems oh, like that's right. Down March here's 15th the second week, or something. Or no, like up that. north is later than down here. So, well, you know what? I'll bring in a regu. Well, no, they don't have the new regulations out yet. I what do you mean? I haven't seen the new regs out for 2020. Well, you could you just know. Google it. It'd be right there. Oh, yeah, that's right. We could but Google then it, that. Then again, our listeners could just <laughs> Google it themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's Matter right. of fact, if, anybody's got, to... a, if anybody's got a shanty on the ice, do you think they need us to tell them when they need to get it off? That's Don't right. you think they know that? I, I hope so. But maybe some of them listen to this show just to get the information so they don't have to look nah, it up. They, they just, want us to do the work. They just want to win the Hornswoggle <laughs> and and get your gut report. Speaking of gut report, Tom. Uh, yeah. I was going through some information here. Yeah. And I, I was going through a, a drawer cleaning stuff up this weekend, and I found an old recipe that I got from one of our listeners. Uh, I had taken her and her nieces fishing. Uh, her I remember na- that. Lidra. And here, I figured I got to read this because I had this for years, and I've never used it because I haven't gone goose hunting in the last couple of years. But recipe for tender goose meat. You take two goose breasts, two large cans of sauerkraut, mm, two mm. frozen packages of Jimmy Dean pork sausage. Oh, it sounds good. All good already. One hot and one mild. One sliced onion. Four to six peeled and cut chunks of raw potatoes. You lightly brown the pork sausage in the skillet. Is it skillet or skillet? Skillet. skillet. No, skillet. It You're is skillet. Right. Okay, skillet. Good. All right. Then drain the grease. Place the goose breasts in a large slow cooker. Put the brown pork sausage, sauerkraut, onion, and potato chunks over the meat. Cook on high for two hours, then set on low to cook the rest of the day. That sounds delicious. Sounds really but good, doesn't now, it? Now, could you use something other than goose breasts? I mean, what if you did? Could you use venison? How about squirrel? How about that? <laughs> Actually, How about that? You know what? You could use venison or anything. Yeah. Some wild game. Sure. But I, I like the idea. Okay, so you got some all-star winners in there. You yeah. got sauerkraut. Yeah, who doesn't like sauerkraut? Right. You got onion. Oh, love them. Yeah. You got Jimmy Dean pork sausage. Oh, that's ex- excellent. Jimmy Dean pork sausage. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Dean. Who was Jimmy Dean anyway? I, he, I know he did he some. Was he a NASCAR t- driver or no, was he, he a country did, music singer? He, I think he sang country music. Was he on he, Hee Haw? And he was also, uh, he did acting too. He was on a lot of these uh, soap, uh, not soap operas, uh, just these, these television shows. You know, he was like a guest appearance on different shows, you know. Any the, famous shows? I, he might have been on a Matlock at one time, or, <laughs> or come you know, on, uh, Jimmy Dean was never on Matlock. I think he was, or think, you know, shows you know like what? that, Love you know Boat. Think, he might have been on no, Love Boat. No, I think he was on the island. I think he was on Gilligan's Island. He was trying to get off. He was one of those guys. Actually, he was one of those guys who landed on Gilligan's <laughs> Island and promised to get them all off, and then he and left never and, did. and never did, like yeah. the rest of them. Yeah, oh, he left them some sausages, however. <laughs> Which are wonderful. I'll tell you. Stranded, he left them stranded with sausages. What uh, What I really like, whenever I make uh, homemade uh, stuffing, like for turkeys or anything, when I make homemade stuffing, there's always Jimmy Dean sage stuffing in it. Sage. Yes, it's always Jimmy Dean. That. It's great. He's a famous guy. Hey, yeah. while, yep. while we're on the food food, food thing, oh. 
Oh, I'll just, yeah, go ahead. Okay, real quick. Yeah, uh, our good friends at Waterfront. Yeah, okay. Uh-oh. I was at Waterfront there talking to my buddy Ted, and they've got uh, like 300 beers or, well, I don't know, a whole bunch of them, but they got a bunch of specials coming up. They got great pizza there. If you want to go out, sit down, relax, nice little, the ambiance is nice. It's calm, it's quiet, it's a nice little place. But they got St. Patrick's Day specials. They're going to have their famous corned beef dinner. And they're also going to have Guinness stew, which is a hearty stew made with tenderloin tips and just a hint of the famous Guinness stout added at just the right time. I don't like Guinness at all. You don't like Guinness? No, I I do not like Guinness at all. Well, I'm thinking, how about corned beef dinner? Love it. See, they're going to have their corned beef sliced to order, cabbage, baby red potatoes topped with herb. Is it herb or herb? Any way you'd like. Herb-infused butter, yeah. butter and served with their freshly baked Irish soda bread. That uh, Yes, I love those. Di- those are awesome. Something to look forward those. to there. Yeah. It is. Huh. All right. All right. But I don't to... care for Guinness, though. I How don't... about baby red potatoes? Oh, yeah. I like those. My I dad like all used kinds. to love baby red yeah, potatoes. We go to He'd go to some of these diners and kind of embarrass me sometimes because he'd order potatoes and go, have you got the baby red potatoes? And... Most places don't have no, they baby don't. red potatoes, no. and you'd have some, you know, some gal at some small little diner kind of look and go, no, we got potatoes. Yeah. Baby red potatoes. Yeah. Dad liked the baby red potatoes because there was a little diner in Superior, Wisconsin. That had them. That had the baby red potatoes. <laughs> that was another one of those nice little diners that's yeah. still up there that oh, you like. I'll tell you what. you the find, name of that one. You find some of these nice little diners. They're awesome. But anyway... We got to go to a break. Right after the break, we're going to be doing the gut report, so stay tuned for that. And don't forget, after the 645 break, we'll be we'll be playing the Hornschwoggle. So keep your ears open. You're listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Hey, how about venison for breakfast? I know a lot of you people got venison sitting in the fridge, so you're in the freezer. How about this for breakfast? Venison hash. It's awesome. First of all, chop up some venison, okay? Small pieces and get it actually kind of crispy. Put that to the side. Then you get a medium onion, finely diced, uh, you can use red potatoes if you want, or just regular potatoes, finely diced. Uh, a little green pepper, finely diced. Salt and pepper. Then what you do is you put all that stuff together. You you mix all this stuff: the onions, the potatoes, the green pepper. You get that till it's nice and tender and soft. You add the venison to it, mix it all up. Then in the skillet, crack a couple eggs over it, and then throw it in the oven. At about, I don't know, whatever it takes to cook at 400 degrees, whatever. And then take it out when the eggs are cooked to your liking. And, of course, don't forget the hot sauce. A lot of people like that on their hash. Venison hash for breakfast. Mm, it's really good. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma and Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com.
What? What's the matter? <laughs> Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, my phone's blowing up right now because yeah. my buddy Woody is sending me the, all these pictures. And, 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 and uh, Troy, I can't even see these pictures on my flip phone. You got to quit blowing my phone up, <laughs> They're dude. They're too small. <laughs> right. Even with the special enough, glasses. Enough already. I can't, see, I can't even see them. Right. You know, speaking of that, oh, and by the way, before, I thought you forgot that we were coming back. I didn't know if you could hear because I saw you were on your phone. Well, it's blowing so up. I was going to open sending me it. his whole yeah. life's photo album yeah. here. You Here's know what, one when he was two. You know what kills me? When people, uh, okay, and I, I hope I'm not offending anybody, which I probably will. Thanks, but Troy. I, wait till I get a big yeah. phone. But I hope I'm not offending people, but. You always do. So I know. Offend away. You know, I know what a perch looks like. I know what a crappie looks like. I know what a northern looks. You know what I mean? I know what fish look like. Why is it every time somebody's telling you about the fish they caught, they got to show you all the pictures? And it's like, I know what they look like, you know? If, well, you, if, no, you caught a, if you caught a 14 inch crappie, okay, I know what that looks like. Congratulations. I think that's awesome, you know? But you don't have to show me 14 pictures of this one crappie, you know? Okay. <laughs> You, what do you think, Sam? It's like a, on, it's like a kid this. who just finishes drawing in kindergarten and wants to show it to his mom and dad in hopes that they like put it up on the fridge. Yeah, that's how I see it. Right. Well, I don't want so to put the, people's pictures up on the fridge. Oh, <laughs> they can put it up on their own fridge. Okay. No, I'm say if it's like your kid or something. No, oh, listen, you know, my, they bring okay. something. All right. All right. Yeah. Back up a little bit here. Okay, I take a middle of the road approach here. Right. Sure, I don't want to see. 20 pictures of it, right? Okay, I don't need to see 20. But if somebody got a big fish or shot a nice buck, show me one picture yeah. and I'll say, oh, good job. Right. That's if a nice one. If it's like a big pike or musky or something, you know, or, but even or a if big it's buck, not a real big one, you'd be nice to the person, Tom. And I if am it's nice. Big, it's, it's big to them. Hey, Maybe you, they think it's like, you know. Time out. Time out. Do you, do you think I tell these people... I don't want to see those damn pictures. I don't say that. I look at them and go, oh, that's really good. That a way to go, you know, or whatever. I don't, I'm saying yeah, that I now. I think his body that, language probably shows something I'm, I'm just I saying they can that tell now that you're that dissing I him like, okay, whatever, buddy. I don't, I don't care about your I know property. what they look like, you know, so. But I don't do, I don't say nothing to the people. You just be nice to people. I am nice to them. I mean, them. how about when I'm people, very nice to it's them. like when somebody shows you a baby picture. Oh, the what are you ug- supposed to say? That's yeah, the ugliest that baby. Crazy. That's the ugliest baby I ever saw. <laughs> oh, what a cutie! What a sweetheart! Oh, that's nice. Okay, a baby's yeah. a baby, right? Yeah, it, that's it right. Looks like a baby. That's yeah. right. Oh, is that nice? Looks, oh, you have beautiful children. Yeah, it looks like Mini Me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? One time I did see an ugly baby. Well, only once. <laughs> yeah, this is the only ugly baby I've ever seen. We used to have a cleaning lady would come over to her. Our place in Madison, right? And me and my roommate Otis and, and, and Buck, we called him Stud Buck. Me at Stud Buck's on one couch, I'm on one across the other room. I don't know where Otis was, passed out in his room. And uh, so she, cleaning lady comes over. I forget what her name was, Dorothy or something. Aren't all cleaning ladies named Dorothy? So anyway, she, she had her grandson with her. And she sat him down in the middle of the living room, right? And said, oh, I got my grandson this week. So I got a, and then she went off vacuuming. And when I looked at this kid, I'm telling you, the kid had like one single tooth coming out, <laughs> hanging over its lower lip. And it uh, almost looked like drool. 
and I was kind of like, and I didn't say anything. We just mm. said, uh, mm-hmm, yeah, me and Studbuck, and we kept watching our TV show, right? And then and next week, somebody made the comment, oh, Dorothy's coming over again this week. And Studbuck says, I hope she doesn't bring that ugly kid with her. <laughs> oh, God. And see, I, now that's and mean. Then, then, Not then, me. See, see listen, how mean, mean Danny is? But Danny I, is really but mean. But listen, then I died laughing because neither of us had said anything when yeah. we that day. Not We both didn't say anything. But when he said that... <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, you too, it wasn't uh, just me. He says, yeah. She sat that kid down in the living room, and he was like, get, get it away from me. Uh, yeah, that was the only ugly, ugly baby. You know, it's funny. A lot of, a lot of those uh, not-so-good-looking, I won't use the word ugly, some of those not-so-good-looking babies turn out to be good-looking adults. They, they do. Sometimes, it, yeah, they do. Well, that's the old duckling right. and the swan story, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Well, even, listen, if you talk, even people in high school, that all yeah. of a sudden you see them 10 years later, and all yeah. of a sudden the chick's hot. Yeah. Right? It's like, what happened? What it happened? good now, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of oh, yeah. like that as a guy. Yeah, I wasn't super popular in high school. I was kind of quiet and stuff. But then, you know, 10 years later, all of a sudden, I'm like, all kinds of, yeah. Yeah. Ten years uh, late, later, you're a late bloomer. You're the late bloomer. You're, yeah, yeah. Right. So, okay. Uh, okay. So we were talking about fish pictures, and then we got on to yeah. ugly babies. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, and did you ever notice how some people, and I'm not saying us, but you meet somebody and they don't know how to hold a conversation. You ever meet? I mean, it's like you're saying something to them. And they'll just jump in the middle of your sentence and start talking about something else that they want to talk about. You ever have that happen? No, I'm serious. I do it to you all the time. I'm no, not no, no, not yeah. that. No, no, that that that's radio stuff. Okay, you know, but right. uh, but no, I mean, you you run into these people who are like that, and it God, it just drives me. I'll nuts. tell you the worst. What's that? The ones that will call, they'll call you, and then they will just say nothing. My cousin used to be like that. He'd just call up and he'd go, he's passed away now, he's older. He'd do this to my poor dad. He'd go, hello, how you doing? <laughs> this is Leroy. Hey. And then that would be it. And you'd, you'd start talking and, and there was nothing. And then you feel like, well, why are you even calling me? You don't really have anything. And, and you try and carry on a, a polite conversation and try and say some yeah. things to keep the conversation yeah. going. Yeah. It's, it's like an awkward date where you're trying to talk about something yeah, yeah. to find something yeah. to talk about something. Yeah. Of course, then again, I guess the other end of the spectrum is the guy that calls you on the phone and never gets off the phone. Oh, yeah. My brother Tom was like that. He'll call and go, it's like, do I really want to call him back right now? Because my right elbow <laughs> will get sore from holding the yeah. phone to my ear. And your ear will get sweaty <laughs> from holding the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey, speaking of that, I had a friend, when I would call him, he would never, when he picked up the phone, he never said hello. He would just pick up the phone and listen. And eventually I'd say, hello, anybody there? Oh, and here he is, you know, but he would never say hello. He did this to, I mean, it was just what he did. Not like it was on purpose and he, or he was trying to be funny. You just pick up the phone and listen. And well, it's, some people are like kind of awkward where even like when you hang up, 
they'll just kind of up. Yep. Yeah. Click. Yeah. 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 There's some people are just not, I don't know. Oh, well. And then some people sound, yeah, you sound kind of grumpy on your answering machine, by the way. (laughs) I do? You do. (laughs) Well, this is Tom. Leave a message if you get a chance. No, I say leave a short message. Leave a short message. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Grumpy answering machines. You've reached the new Bowers. Leave a short message. Message. Get the hell off my phone. Why are you bothering me right now? (laughs) It's Tommy. What? What do you want? Yeah. What what do you want? want? Come on. Come on. What? What do you want? I'm a busy man here. I'm busy. I, I, I got a business to run here. Hey, uh, I got a gripe. I got, you know, I'm griping at you, Mr. Grumpy, what? in your answering machine. You should reset it now to that. Your uh, answering machine. Oh, I should set it to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I should. Okay. I, okay. What do so, you got? So, Tom, Tom brings in a thing for me like a month or so ago where I can enter this raffle. $20 and you got a one in 40 chance of winning a gun, right? Yeah. So I thought, this is a great idea. So I paid 20 bucks for a ticket. I got a 1 in 40 chance. Oh, right? you got a ticket. Yeah. Oh. Now, you should probably buy five for 100 bucks. Then you'd have a 1 in 8 chance. Yeah, exactly. But here's what I'm thinking, Tom. I hope I do not win. Why? You know, I don't know why. Why? Because I didn't, wasn't paying attention when I ordered this. It's the Shiawasi Pheasants Forever Troop 399. Do you know where Shiawasi is? No, I haven't. It's in Indiana, dude. It's it's close to 400 miles away. Yeah? Yeah. But you don't have to go pick up the Yes, rice. you do. You must pick it up within 60 days if they're notifying you. Oh, well, have that a nice, have a is, nice ride. Yeah, the drawing is March 7th, <laughs> which means I'm supposed to get there by May 7th. Well, but it would be worth uh, it. You get a nice, if it's a nice rifle. How much in gas is that going to cost? It doesn't matter. You're getting a nice rifle. It'll be a nice ride to Indiana. Will you go get it for me? You're not doing nothing. Sure. You're retired now, right? Yeah, if you pay me, I'll go. I'm not. See, now it's costing even more. (laughs) So this is the one raffle. Here, I'll just tear it right on the air. (laughs) I don't want to win. And you know what's going to happen? Oh, what's going to happen? It's the one raffle I'm going to win. You're going to win. That's going to happen for sure. That would be funny. Yeah. Okay, we got to go to a break. Coming up next is the Hornschwaggle. It's you got to call us though at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250 if you've call, called in the last 6 weeks or so. Don't call cuz we're checking the list and uh just give somebody else a chance. And uh so that's about it. He's Dan Bush, I'm Tom Newbauer. Hornschwaggle coming up next. Stay t- Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And I promise I'm going to be handing a list of some rock and roll songs to Sam back here for our next bumper music. Hey, man, I like this one. Uh, it's okay if you're in a certain mood, like you're drinking a Guinness at the waterfront or uh, or at Park Avenue Pizza. But uh, we're trying to wake people up here. I just played Nazareth. We want hard. That, that's what I'm talking about. We want hard. <laughs> rock and devil worship rock and roll. All right, no, forget the devil worship stuff. Just, oh, by the know. way, the Hornschwaggle is brought to you by, uh, you know, that would be Carl's <laughs> Country Market. 
Carl's Country Market out there on Silver Spring and Pilgrim Road in Menominee Falls. Going to win a $10 gift certificate if you are correct. Who do we got on the line? Uh, Dan and Fox Point. Dan and Fox Point. Right. Morning, Dan. Dan. Yeah, Dan and Fox Point's been a winner before. Oh, yeah. All right. See, six weeks, though. Okay, it's been six weeks. Good job. Thanks for Over letting that. everybody have a chance. So here we go. Today's topic is the Wiley Possum. Or oh, would we call it oh, great, he the, or the opossum? Okay. okay. All right. So here we go. Uh, the opossum. <laughs> or is it possum, Tom? What is it? It's possum. Possum. The possum, that's what I thought. The possum has only two speeds, slow and very slow. So the possum is a pretty slow animal. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'd say no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Ring. Okay. I, I missed that. What was the question? The possum has only two speeds, slow and very slow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, here we go. The male possum has a double-headed penis, and hence the animal's breeding habits have been a source of much folklore. Say that's got to be a horn schwaggle. That's a no horn schwaggle. No. See, I, I heard no that before schwaggle. years ago. Here we go. No, it's no. a no horn schwaggle. That's true. Here we go. It says, oh, one wow. commonly held notion is that the male breeds the female through the nostrils and that she blows the young into her pouch. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this is right from... This is right. This, was a family show. this is right from the book *Sportsman's Guide to Game Animals* by Leonard Lee Rue the third. And actually, the possum breeds the same way as most other mammals. Thankfully, the male's penis is shaped to serve the female's double womb. Oh, double womb! And okay. Lin- Linnaeus was a Greek guy. Like years ago, he gave the possum the Greek name Didelphus, which means double womb. Because of this unusual feature. Wow. You learn something new every day. Okay, Dan, you're one out of two. So here's the um, uh, next one. Um, uh, Possums, when getting angry or frightened, can hiss and growl. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'd say that's no hornswoggle. That's a no hornswoggle. Okay. No, we got a winner. Got a winner. So right. we'll put you on hold there, and uh, and then uh, Sam will get your address, and I'll mail you mail you out that ten dollar gift certificate to Carl's Country Meats. While I'm talking about it, last week's winner, I mailed your thing out yesterday. So if you didn't get it right away, it'll be coming soon. All right, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thank you guys. Hey, bye now. Bye now. Yep. The prize contests on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are the sole responsibility of the Cutting Edge Outdoors radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to CEOguys at yahoo.com. There. So you got it. You're, you're, you're just yes, boning yeah. up on the old possum. Why do they? I, you know, why that's they have one an of, O in front of know, the P? It's one of the reasons possum. why the English language is so darn hard for people to learn, you know, other people from other countries. It's so hard Isn't because. We throw a lot of letters where yeah. they're not needed, well, like O possum. Why O in front of possum? We're trying to confuse the Ruskies there. Oh. We're trying to confuse the enemy there. Probably. Wasn't there a song about possum meat is good and sweet? Do-da, do-da. 
I never heard Hold it. Hold on, let me check. This book talks about table fare. Hold on one second. Uh oh, uh oh. Here you're we gonna, go. You're gonna check out every the... table fare. The possum is as eagerly eaten <laughs> by some people as it is shunned by others. We would be the others, Tom. Uh, in the South, possum and sweet taters. Possum and sweet taters are famed in story and song. Many people who have eaten the meat say it is tasty. 414-799-1250. Give us a call if you've eaten a possum and lived to tell about it. And <laughs> also, Tom, I want to bring up another interesting fact here, if I can. Yeah, why not? Okay, so you see this book here. Yes. It's the Sportsman's Guide to Game Animals, a field book of North American seri- seri- species. Leonard Lee Rue Third. It was by the, from the Outdoor Life Book Club. And this book, my dad was a member of the Outdoor Life Book Club, and that's pretty much how I learned how to read. Uh, I read every one of the books that I'd get. And this was actually copyright 1968. So as a lad in the 70s, I was reading this book. And the book was long since lost, but I was at a half-price books a couple years ago, and there it was. Really? And so this is the book, and it's got fascinating information. But on the inside cover, I found something. Interesting. It says Audrey, Audrey Regan, something like that. And it says, to my darling from Steve. Huh, somebody that. gave here. I'll see if yeah, you can I, read that. I, I can see it from so here, somebody, but I believe you. Yeah, yeah. Somebody gave this to his girlfriend or girlfriend. something. Girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so 799-1250, if, uh, if there's an Audrey out there who got this book, <laughs> The Sportsman's Guide to Game Animals from some yeah. guy named Steve. Yeah. Yeah, give us a call. Yeah, or Tell if us you've if ever, you're still together. Yeah, or if you've ever eaten a possum, let us know. Well, maybe if she read the book. Yeah, I caught one one time in my life trap. Yeah. You know, when I was catching the rabbits, you know, by the house that was eating my vegetable garden. So, uh, but I caught a possum one time. What did you do? Oh, I I took it over to the park and let it go. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He well he he got a he called the uh, warden. They tranquilized. They let it go and hit it with a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> yeah, that possum went into a deep sleep <laughs> in the park. In the park. Yeah, he went to the park. Is that where you like disposed of the remains? No, let let the no. possum go in the park. Let them go in the park. Those things got sharp little teeth, you know that? When they growl at you. Oh, they, they kinda, got some teeth there. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mess uh, around with them. I wouldn't want to get bit by one, that's for sure. They're yeah, nasty. They, they're uh, wicked, wicked little fellas. Yeah, yeah so. Um, kind of yeah. just like uh, just like raccoons, you know. They seem all cute and fuzzy and cuddly. No, those things they're are mean. They're all great little... on the Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. No, they're all they're mean son do of a gun. you know what a raccoon will do? They will... I used this as a hornswoggle years ago or a year or so ago. They will try and get a dog into water, and they'll climb on top of its head and drown it. Really? Yep. It's fact. Wow. Yep. Those wily raccoons. Wily raccoons, I'll tell you. <laughs> they all look cute on the Disney Channel. Yeah, but they are. The one's so drowning good. your dog. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I should check. I haven't checked it in a while. See if we got any uh, your cholesterol. E- e- Emails at ceoguys at yahoo.com. No, not no new ones. No right. new ones. So anyway, we're still we're still uh, going along at the same pace. But we do have uh, 
we got a second hour coming up in a few minutes. If anybody wants to uh, get involved in the show, just give us a call at 799-1250, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. And uh, we do have things to talk about as far as some of the the better – you know, they people are coming out with new lures now that I don't think are so new. They're, they're, they're a little different, but they're nothing like really like we've never seen before. I've been seeing some things on the Bass site, you know, the Bassmaster site and all that. But it's just funny how, like, now, now is when they're coming out with all these new lures because now is the time when all the sports shows are going on mm-hmm. and all the all the southern fishing shows are being aired, mm-hmm. you know, on the cable stations. So now is the time when they're all coming out. And, uh, man, I don't know, some of them... I don't know about. So you tell them I don't want to see your new lure and no, save I want your to crappie see. picture to yourself yeah, too. No, I want to. I want to see their new lure. I think we've I want got to, to go to break yeah, here. I, I want to see it, but uh, only if it's something new. If it's not, even if it's not, because then I'll just hammer Make it. Make up your mind. Already, I'll just. I'll just. Ha- I'll Mr. just hammer Grumpy. it. Hey, if it's not uh, to my liking, then I'll hammer it. <laughs> okay. All right, folks, stay tuned for hour number two of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors right here. On 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, 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 folks. It is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors coming to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. You never know what the heck you're going to get like Gomer Pyle once said. <laughs> never mind. Pyle never even, said that. I know. Don't look at me. We, we don't know everything he hey, ever said. What What's but, brown and sits on the battlefield? What's that? Gomer's pile. Oh, <laughs> that's so bad. Anyway, if you want to become part of the show, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at the Smokey's Inbox, which is ceoguys at yahoo.com. And right now, we've got... Dan's buddy, Troy Woodrow, on the line. Good morning, Troy. What's up, guys? Hey, not yeah. too much, now, buddy. Where are, you, where are you calling from, Troy? So I am now living in Des Moines, Iowa, because, you know, I'm just like this transient person that goes from place to place selling booze. But uh, I'm living in Des Moines, done a consulting gig for a while. Okay. Yeah. So I did want to call in and talk about Devil's Lake, North Dakota. So they're catching some big, big slabs of uh, perch right now in uh in Devil's Lake, and, you know, that's where I'm from originally, that area of North Dakota. Um, you know, so they have uh, really Devil's Lake is, is known for uh, for perch fishing through the ice this time of year. Um, so I just kind of want to talk about Devil's Lake in general, if you guys wouldn't mind. Yeah. Um, well, I know my dad and brother, when, they, when my dad was still alive, they used to go out to Winnebegosh, Tom, Mm-hmm. And I think it was this time of year, the late ice time, uh, is the best time to get out there and get the uh, get the perch. Um, 
And I know Devil's Lake, I've heard, I've never been out there. Don't they have like the, the that one train that goes out there, Tom? Don't they have like the Perch Express? Oh, yeah, they got something like that. But those those Perch are monstrous. But you know, Troy, I'm surprised, you know, because they, are, they have got great walleye fishing and northern pike fishing out there. But it uh, seems yeah. like we always hear about the perch only. You know? Yeah, so they, I was out there this summer, so I grew up fishing pike, you know, pike and walleye on Devil's Lake with my grandfather. <clears throat> um, we would spend half a day fishing to our limit, and then the other half of the day shooting gophers. That was like every day for the summer. <laughs> so like six years old till I was about eighteen and started working or whatever. But uh, in Wisconsin, but you know, Devil's Lake is uh, three hundred twenty square miles. Um, you know, it's doubled in size since like nineteen eighty. Uh, the the mid 80s, uh, or I'm sorry, the mid 90s, when uh, the you know, precipitation caused the lake to really double in size. So the flooding, you know, it flooded 70,000 acres, 300 homes were lost, um, 450 million in recovery efforts. So we used to have to drive from Minnewauk in North Dakota, where my grandfather lived, town of 500 people, like seven miles to get to Devil's Lake. Now Minnewauk has been swallowed by the lake. Half oh, wow. Years, you know. So they had to move to school. They had to move the, all this stuff. Um, but I was just—I I go back there every summer. So the, yeah, the pike—I was catching pike right from shore, some nice pike. And and then my actually my 80-year-old aunt caught a 30-inch walleye. Um, so there—you know—it's a great—it's a great body of water, um, 59 feet deep in the steepest part. You know, it borders uh, Indian Reservation there. Um, and Minnewauk in North Dakota is actually the place that a lot of people are going now for both. Open water and ice fishing. Um, it's, it's again. It's, it was just a small town for me growing up, and now there's um, several guys working out of there uh, for walleye. A lot of walleye. People come from all over to, to, to for the walleye in uh, Devil's Lake and have some nice pike. And then a lot of people come. You know, you got the monks come from Minneapolis for the white bass. They come in droves and they you know they catch a lot of white bass right off the shore. So, hey, hey, Troy. You know, I understand that the perch are feeding mainly on freshwater shrimp. That's what so I've that, heard and seen. Yeah, I think that I think that is the case. And I actually haven't. I, I was going to try to maybe do it this winter. I haven't really gone out there after the. You know, I, I usually go there for the for the freshwater. Um, I mean, for the open water fishing. Uh, there is a guide service that I can recommend to your listeners called Perch Eyes. E-Y-E-S dot com. Uh, phone number is 701-473-2533. Um, we operate, out, like I said, out of this town called Minnewauk in North Dakota. And it's quite the experience, I guess. And I, I follow the, the um, them on Facebook and so forth. And the, the, size, of the, the size of the perch that uh, they catch out of uh, Devil's Lake is pretty amazing. So... Um, you know, just an interesting body of water. It really is. So as a kid, did they have all those perch in there then, or has that been a new thing since it flooded and got bigger? Oh. Um, I think it wasn't as prevalent, you know, okay. like, um, so I think, you know, when the lake doubled in size and, um, you know, they, I, I think that, uh, I don't remember like grandfather really talking a lot about, um, perch, although he wasn't much of a, like he spent his winter trapping fox. As you know, I think I told you that. So that was his. That was you know he was a Standard Oil delivery man, and then in the winter time he, uh, he he trapped fox for a living, right? So he was busy doing that. He didn't do a lot of ice fishing in the winter time, but uh, um, you know more money in fox. 
Uh, back then, he could get about $50 per pelt uh, selling them to the Canadians. The Canadians would come down and buy. He would have like 40 or 50 that they would buy them all at once kind of thing. Uh, so that's where his, that's how he made his income in the middle of North Dakota with minus. I remember him throwing me on his Viking snow sled, as he called it, and going out in minus 40 wind show. I got to go check the fox traps. I'm like, oh, great, Grandpa. This is, uh, <laughs> you know, that so. Viking a buddy of mine years ago went in the, in the 60s, or maybe it was, yeah, 60s. We, we all got snowmobiles in our neighborhood, and one of our friends got a Viking. And we all laughed at him because everybody else had Skidoo and Polaris. Maybe it was early 70s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Viking, that's the last time I heard 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 of that brand again. But for that fox trapping, though, you got to be pretty much scent-free and everything to get those things. So he must have been pretty good. Yeah, so he was actually written up in, like, a Field and Stream-type magazine back in the day. And he would set up half a cow, do the whole thing, set up all the traps. If, he, if one tear drops from his from him while he was doing it in the minus 30 winch he would he would take everything apart and reset up somewhere else like he was he had it down to a science so you're right it's interesting you know like i i remember reading the article that he had it was like about a five page spread on just him and his techniques of fox trapping it was really interesting well troy this has been an interesting talk maybe somebody will you know take you up on Going out to Devil's Lake. You ought to you know? go online. There's places you can get old magazine articles online, old magazines. You ought to go online and see if you can find one of those magazines with the article about your grandpa. Yeah, I really. I do that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, those pictures I was sent you were all North Dakota pictures you saw, Buster, with your flip phones. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. I just can't see and, and see I any know. of them. Oh, all right. Anyway, guys, good talking. All right. Yeah, Take good care, talking Troy. to you, Troy. Thanks a lot. Hey, okay, right. bye now. Uh, who else you got on the line there? Uh, Bob on the south side. Okay. Bob on the south side. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. I was just wondering if you guys had heard at all that um, this Lenten season, there's going to be a big-time shortage on perch. Um, it's going to go way up in price because the uh, regulations in Canada for commercial fishing to perch are uh, cut way back. And they also said that um, it's such a trophy fishing place for walleye that the walleye are also eating all the perch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did and, hear that there was going to be. I think we talked about that a while back about well, perch. Are uh, we talking about perch that, that you get at a fish fry restaurant? Or do right, they have places right. where you can buy perch? Uh, both. They both, do. Both, yeah. And, yeah, and I agree. But you know what? It doesn't bother me because uh, I... I you know, I don't like the perch at perch fry. You know, like if you go to a fish fry and they have perch, because okay. they number two for two reasons. Number one, they leave the skin on, which I don't care for. And number two, there's these tiny little bones that are in it uh, every darn time with that and walleyes too. Whereas with haddock and cod, you don't get it. So I, yeah. that's so why I like, preferred the ocean fish. Yeah. Right. Or filleting the perch and fixing it yourself it and myself. skinning it yourself. Yep. Yep. Doing it myself because. I can't tell you. I, I I've never had a bad perch or bluegill. Never. I'll tell you what. The best place for a fish fry uh, on Fridays go up to uh, Luxembourg Casco and go to the Village Kitchen, mm-hmm. and they've got perch, they've got pike, they've got cod, 
They've got uh, the salmon and the whatever mm-hmm. with the, uh, what, what do you call the salmon with the peas and all that stuff? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, dinner. Yeah, dinner. <laughs> peas and the cream on it, um, whatever. And that's the, yeah. and, and for like 10 bucks, you get this yeah. huge plate. Yeah, last week uh, we were at uh, a VFW for their fish fry. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Have what, you guys also talked about at all about, uh, regulations with them not wanting uh, to let you put a pier in the water this year? Well, I've heard the advertise, the uh, commercials now. And Tom, uh, uh, John used to, John Lehman used to talk about this years ago. I haven't really followed the issue, but they're putting a bunch of ads on, on the radio now, Tom, where they're talking about, I used to fish on the pier with my grandfather in front of our place, and now they're saying we can't do that. So it sounds like they're maybe putting some regulations out there as far as people having piers. Now, because the water itself is public, right? The water is supposed to be public, so sounds like maybe they're not supposed to put piers over it anymore. I remember John Lehman told me this years ago, I don't know if this is true, but he said by law, somebody's got a pier. You could actually jump out of your boat and get on it. And being as you're over public water, technically they can't say anything about it. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I get I get nervous if I put a, a, a bait on someone's pier. I try and get up and get it off real quick yeah, and not yeah. bother people. Right, yeah. Well, they're talking about uh, calling your legislator for it, so... Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to check into that. Check into that That's... now. My personal opinion is this: if somebody's got land, they should be able to put a pier so they can put their boat there. Yeah, exactly. Well, on, on the other hand, some people put a pier that looks like it's uh, the Lake Michigan <laughs> pier in front of their place, in front of their mansion. Yeah, that I think, and, and put five pontoon boats, three speed boats, and this and that. Yeah. And if you get anywhere near a pier, they don't even. Yeah. So I think you got to have a happy medium on that. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll look it up. Maybe you can look it up, too, and then uh, we'll confer about this la- later on, all right? Thank you, guys. All right. Take thanks care, for Bob. calling, Bob. Bye now. Yep. All right. Well, all hey, right. guess what? Is it it's, time for yeah, another break? it's time for a break. Time flies, I'm telling you. Time when flies we're doing when this you're show. having fun. That's right. So we got to go to a quick, quick break, folks. And don't forget, you can catch us on AM or FM. 1250 AM or 105.7 FM. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. That's more like it, Sam. You know, one of the best versions was the uh, the uh, MTV video where they did it with uh, Run DMC. Oh, I haven't seen that. You've never seen it? No, I should though. Oh, it's it's great. That was it's kinda, like right up my alley. It's kind of like, uh, well, you know, Steven Tyler, he went through a time when they didn't even have a band anymore. He yeah. was into heroin. He got addicted and he was almost broken penniless, I think. And then... Uh, then he got himself cleaned up, and he came back, and that was kind of like uh, when they, I think it was in about the mid mid ninety. Oh yeah, it's yeah. really cool. All yeah. right, video where they're both singing a song. Anyway, um, where were we? Tom, 
Were you on some sub- subject? I, I I don't know. I think I don't know what the hell we were talking. No, about. we were just taking what? calls. We're just taking calls. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Oh, we're just taking calls. Hunting, yeah. fishing reports. Yeah, whatever you want to talk. Whatever about. Whatever you want. Uh, I've Wait, heard. You know, oh, go ahead. I've heard. You know, as far as the fisheries out here, Pewaukee, uh, typically. Most weekends I hear of a 34-inch pike. I think a, a kid got a 34-inch pike last mm-hmm. week and won the fishery uh, out there. I'm, that's why I'm... Ho- so they're getting some decent ones on tip-ups. That's why I'm uh, hoping to get out there today, get some shiners out there on Pewaukee and uh, see if I can win 50 bucks in a fishery. So, And now is time to get out there and give it a shot. Um, yeah. So that's the fishing report I have. I haven't heard of any really big perch or crappies on Pewaukee. No, not really. Lately, I know there are some present there, however. Mm-hmm. There are. Yeah, all these area lakes. See, there's always a few, you know, bigger ones of the different species. There always is. Different. Yep. But um, some of them are, are noted for a lot of smaller fish, you know, and some lakes are noted for some, you know, for, let's say, more big fish. It just depends. Depends, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but you know what? I'd like to ask the audience. I'd yeah, like to ask, like to ask the ask audience them? what their favorite fishing movie is. Fishing movies. Oh, we've done this one. before. I know we have. Uh, but first of all, we're gonna take this caller. Who do you got there, Sam? Glenn and Colgate. Oh, hey, good morning, Glenn. Good morning. What's on your mind? I got a question for you guys. With this high flooding water, yeah, can that help the spawning or hurt it? I don't think it'll hurt it. Okay. Uh, high spawn, high water sh- helps spawning. Mm-hmm. Because especially for species like uh, like pike, for example, now like Troy was just on the phone talking to us about Devil's Lake, South Dakota, and how it like doubled inside and so forth. Yeah. One of the reasons why there was that pike explosion up there was with all that flooding, that creates all kinds of backwater areas because pike like to get into the shallows. Yep. Into mm-hmm. like marshes and grass and mm-hmm. you know a foot of water and 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 spawner. In fact, in Green Bay, it's interesting along the along the shore of Green Bay. If you go on that east uh, or west side, west shore, if you can go look in ditches, and they'll be in ditches. They'll go through culverts. There will be pike up in there, and sometimes they'll go miles up into a little trickle of water yeah. to find a place to spawn. Yeah, and and when it comes to spawning, uh, fish are going to spawn. Where I mean, it might not be a preferable site, but they're going to spawn wherever they can. You know, another chance of that drying up. So, Only if the water recedes. Well, yeah. but yeah, no. like bluegills <laughs> like the shoreline, and they go with the rocks. You know, the gills and the perch stuff. Yeah. yeah. It, it, well, there's da- there. Yeah, some it, there's always a possibility. My dad uh, had a buddy years ago up by O'Connell, and it flooded there one spring, and then the water receded. And there were all kinds of pike in his front yard swimming around in puddles, and they could not get back <laughs> to the main lake. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. sure it could happen, but, uh, you know, with our high water now, yeah, that's not going to hurt anything. No, that's, you know. if anything, that should help. Yeah. Okay. That's all I need to know, guys. All, all right. right. Take Thanks care, for man. calling. Bye now. But anyway, 799-1250, what's your, what's your favorite fishing movie? I, I know we've talked about this before, but... It's just curious to see if anybody's actually uh, watched some of the ones that we talked about. You know, there's not. Listen, there's not a lot of fishing movies out there. You know, you know what? Speaking of movies, I went. I, I rented Joker this week. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't impressed. No. 
I wasn't impressed. I, 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 I don't know. I he, uh, it just seems like some mentally ill, sad situation raised, you know, trauma childhood, and now he's some crazy guy and goes and kills people. And I, I just wasn't really impressed with the movie. I don't know. Why did it get all the the acclaim, Sam? Well, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is just one of those like method actors, kind of like uh, Christian Bale or uh, what's his name who did uh, There Will Be Blood, uh, uh, Day Lewis. Yeah, that was a weird movie too, though. I, I haven't seen that one, but I'm just saying, like actor wise, like he's kind of one of those guys that just like puts himself in the role. So and, and he had to like he had to like really slim down and stuff like that. He was it. very skinny. It looked like he yeah. had to, like he was almost anorect. Like he yeah, you yeah. could tell that too. So it was mainly because of that, and like it's a it's a Batman affiliated movie, so it's gonna get a bunch of hype anyways. If you know what I mean? Right. I so. guess I guess so. I I get it though. Why you don't like it? It's more of an artistic movie. Yeah, I'm not into artistic movies. Yeah, or yeah me neither. It's not, uh, it's not like, you know. Performance. Okay, yeah. I guess they're getting more into the performance of the yeah. actor it's not like than they those... are about a, a good story. Yeah, it's not like yeah. one of those other, you know, like. Marvel. I mean, I watched it, but yeah. after it was over, I was like, oh, you know what okay, I, that, it's over now. I, I liked it. But you know what I heard about, and I couldn't believe this? I mean, I, I don't watch this show, but I, I know what it is. It's the Wendy Williams show. And she's just got a talk show, you know, kind of like right. Oprah did in that. And uh, she was making fun of Joaquin Phillips' uh, hair lip. You mean she Joaquin was, Phoenix? Fe- wa- I'm sorry, Joaquin Phoenix's hair lip. She was holding her finger up like this and then talking, making fun of his, you know, he had a surgery on his hair lip. I mean, how insensitive can you get? You mean he had a cleft palate is the technical yes. term for yes, that. Yes, yes, technical term. I never yes. even... I didn't even know about that. I didn't even oh, yeah. notice it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, he's been, you know, he's been operated on. It's been fixed. You well, know, but I, I mean, the I'm thing no, is, she's making fun of it. I'm no big fan of the guy because he yeah. got up there during his awards and he started about. He's an animal rights guy. Oh yeah, I'm not a he fan of him either. He started getting all over that, which part part of me makes me not want to go watch his movie or yeah. Brad, exactly or or Brad Pitt. Yeah, for that too. for that matter, him up there spouting off like these guys yeah, know like something. That. I like who who's the host of the that show. He was like, you know, just come up, get your award. Get your award. Don't. don't oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, he roasted him. He did roast all of them. Like, like, well, like Chris guys... Rock. No, no, no um, it's some one. like British guy. Yeah, okay. they had some guy. He kind of he got on and said, "We they don't want to hear about your politics." Yeah, right. They just get up, get your award, I, and and get off. I happened just to see part of it. My wife was watching some show where they were giving awards. I don't know which awards they were, but yeah, this Patricia Arquette is that her name? The one who does that show, Medium, Arquette, one of the Arquette. Brothers, sisters, family, our catchy does the show medium. But anyway, she's up there spouting her pol- politics stuff, and it's like, oh, shut up. I know I hate that stuff, too. Who you got on the line? Nick Neubauer. Uh-oh. Hey, Nick. Hey, Dad. How's it going? Hey, Bushy. Hey, good to see you, good. Nick. Uh, are you, aren't you fishing today? No, I'm going tomorrow with uh, Chris, but I wanted to call. Oh, I that's right. Night. Yeah, that's uh, right. You went last, last night. night. Only went for about an hour and a half, and uh, I was on a – seven feet of water on a weed line and i was slamming the crappies using the reason i'm calling is those beaver tails is that right the ones that you yeah. just got the other day yes really yeah. and, so they uh, were working yeah bushy if you ever heard of these things it's an actual beaver tail that they cut in little strips yeah little mimic, strips yeah yeah they mimic like a wax worm or like a bug or something like that and uh these things are great the, the whole thing with it is they're durable you can like 
catch 30 to 50 fish on each one, and apparently they release these oils in the water and stuff like that. I just like the action, and I don't have to change my bait ever. With where, yeah. where do they sell those? At Sherpers. Beaver tails. <laughs> you can buy them at uh, Sherpers, or you can buy them online. Yeah, you can yeah. buy them direct from the guy. His name yeah. is like Gullickson Bait Company. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of Gullickson, yeah. 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 But you're better off buying them at Sherpers because we sell them with a smile. And Tom gets a big commission <laughs> when you buy from him over there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just don't ask him to take a look, look at a picture of your crappie. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to let you know, yeah, they were biting last night, and uh, we'll we'll be going out tomorrow to try to catch, you know. Now, now watch it. You take your uh, older brother out, and you won't catch a damn thing. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good uh, – do you, do you jig those beaver tails then? Yeah, you can jig them up and down. And if, so what I do is I cut them one more time long way so it gets even a little bit thinner and there's Split. even more action. There's more of a whip on the tail. Okay. And uh, even when you're just sitting there and just breathing and just trying to hold as still as you can, there's still this really subtle, awesome-looking action on these things. And and the more they get wet and the more they're in the water, there's even it gets more and more lively-like. And I love these things. I used them the last two weekends, and they outfished. Just as good or better than waxer. It sounds like it's the one time when your Parkinson's might come in handy when you're trying to <laughs> yeah. uh, work those. You're right. <laughs> yeah, jiggle those well, things. Now, hey, did, windy out. did you set yeah. any tip-ups up for Pike? Last night? No, no. no. I, oh, we had minnows out uh, just on a jig rod right next to us. We're catching the crappies on minnows on this beaver tail, and um, my father-in-law was out there, too, and he was catching on waxworms. Oh, he didn't want to use a beaver tail. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, he didn't put one on. Oh, so. Okay, but it seemed that you know we were talking earlier about how if if you're in the if you're in the area where you're seeing fish, don't always leave it because eventually, hopefully, they're going to turn on, like what happened that, to you last week. You know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yesterday there was little feeding windows. They just come in these little schools where often for fifteen minutes we're in about seven feet of water. And these crappies would come in, and they're suspended at like two feet down, three feet down. And they, because I have my Vexlar on, you can see these marks come in. And every time you saw a mark come in, in that depth range, they were aggressive. They would hit it, boom, boom, boom. Everything on the bottom was smaller bluegills and things like that. But you just sat there and waited, and all of a sudden those schools would come in, and we'd hammer them. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's great. Oh. I guess there'll be a fish fry at your house soon. So I guess yeah. I guess your dad's going to give me some beaver tails as my birthday present in a month or so here. You should. I and I think they're great, especially now in the summertime. I fish out of a kayak a lot, and I, I hate bringing – I don't hate, but sometimes bringing live bait like worms and leeches just gets a pain in the kayak. Yep. I can throw one of those on in the spring, and I don't have to worry about it. That and some mini mites, you're good to go, Nick. Yep, you are right. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for calling, Nick, and I'll see you in a little while. Sounds great. Take it easy, guys. All right, All right. take care. Bye now. Yeah, so uh, we got to go to a uh, break right now. Uh, hope people take some good advice. Try those uh, beaver tails out. They work good. And like Nick said, you don't have to keep putting on the live bait constantly, which is that's one of the reasons I like the, the, the Cubby Mini Mites. You don't have to keep baiting. You know, I'm a member of the Save the Beaver Foundation. I don't like the <laughs> fact that we're using those beavers. Yeah, I'm sure the cleavers don't care for it either. we got to go to a commercial break right now. <laughs> we'll see you in just Save a couple a tree, of minutes. Yes. a beaver. No, we don't want to do no, that. Okay.
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush. Hey, uh, I want to thank all our listeners out there. We always like to uh, thank the police officers out there protecting us, the first responders, uh, health care workers, military, everybody out there working hard. The guys stocking the shelves at the grocery store. We get a lot of great Americans out there working hard to keep this country great. You know, you just reminded me of something that I should probably tell people is that over at any of the Sherper stores in Hales Corners, Oconomowoc, uh, Port Washington, if you're uh, a veteran, just show them uh, your driver's license that says veteran on it, you get a 10% discount. You're a cop, you get a 10% discount. You're a firefighter, you get a 10% discount. You're in the military right now, you get a 10% discount. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. They appreciate uh, all the people out there. Uh, yeah, that's it's it, it, very nice. You don't find other stores doing stuff you like know, that. You know, going back to what you were talking about before about Wendy yeah. Williams talking oh, yeah. about the guy's hair lip. Yeah. Can you imagine if some was some guy criticizing some woman's looks in oh, some way? Oh my God! It would have been hell to pay for. So yeah. well, yeah. she is paying hell for it right oh, now. Oh, she anyway. getting ripped on it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. So hey, we got him on the line. Who we got? Hey Tim. Who is this? Hello. Hey Tim, hey, it's your. It, it's Yo, it, yeah. It's my brother Tim, Tom. Oh, brother Tim. Hey, so listen there, buddy. I don't want to keep you on the line too long because I figure you're trying to spear a sturgeon right now. Well, I'll tell you that was the plan, but I'm getting more like you. I'm losing motivation what? as I get older. You're on the couch? <laughs> you're in bed yet? What? You got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed, You Tim. went out and cut a hole last night? At least that's yeah, what Lori well, said. Well, you can't drive on the lake, right? And I, I, uh, I have an ATV, but I, the trailer is buried in the backyard. So I walked out, and I didn't realize there's quite a bit of snow on the ice right now. And I walked out about three-quarters of a mile. I figured this is far enough. And I had my chainsaw. figured, screw it. And uh, cut the hole, and I, I dropped the tape measure down to see how deep it was. And I was looking for, I don't know, 8 or 10 feet, 12 feet, something like that. It's only four and a half feet. I had landed on a reef. I'm like, oh, man. And and I guess you could get lucky. The big pike swim under four and a half feet, but you didn't really expect the giant sturgeon to be in four and a half feet of water. And by then it was close to getting dark. I had to walk off the lake and went to a show with the wife, kept her happy last night. We went, went to see Miss Saigon in Appleton. So, yeah, long story short, I aborted the plan. I, I didn't have time to cut another hole. I thought about getting up early this morning. I would have had to walk out there at least a mile. And my legs are still killing me from last night. I'm like, screw this. I'm going to stay in bed. So, <laughs> so you, you went know, out, you you cut a hole, and then you came I home. Cut a hole. You yep, know, Tim, yep, that la- Tim, that last comment you made, screw this, I'm staying home, <laughs> you're, you're getting smart in your older age. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I and, and I kept the wife happy. We were I didn't get home till about well, eleven o'clock. That's the other yeah. part of it. Well, that's but my legs good. are still aching from yesterday. So let me ask you: How is the sturgeon? What's the story up there this season? Ah, they're getting some fish. There's only about half the effort because the ice is shaky. Only about half the number of shacks out there. So uh, the harvest is down. The water's kind of murky, too. That's the other thing. It's hard to find clear water. There's still guys getting them. The diehards that move around and have a group of guys that get together. And Did... guys who are sitting out there every day and they're, you know, it's, and take vacation for two weeks straight. 
Some of them are still getting sturgeon, but I'm kind of like you turning into Mr. Casual. I live right here, so I got to get out there and give it a try. But the other thing going on right now is Battle on Bago. Um, there's thousands of guys out there on snowmobiles. A big tent is set up. You can go online and check. They're giving away, I think it's like over a quarter of a million dollars worth of prizes, fish prizes, raffle prizes, all gun prizes, all sorts of prizes. So I bought $20 worth of raffle tickets, but I didn't decided not to fish. But I talked to a nice guy. He saw me cutting a hole for the sturgeon last night. He came up, and uh, I said, you fishing battle on Bago? He said, yep. I said, how you got, how you guys doing? He said, uh, we found some walleyes, and he was only out a few hundred yards further from where I cut that hole, so they must have been off the end of the reef or something. And he didn't want to give me too much info because it's a big competition, this tournament and stuff. But I might go back with the GPS and <laughs> mark where these guys are fishing for future follow-up years uh, for ice fishing because they're not that far out. It would be an easy spot to get to. But You, you know what, uh, Tim? Overall, they're not doing that great. You know what, Tim? What would be great? That would be a great use for the drones to put up a drone, oh, yeah. find all these spots where guys are fishing, summer and winter, you know, both, you know. That would be, wow, that's what a great good. idea. That's, yeah, I that's got an idea, idea for that drone. Yeah. It's called number six. <laughs> Shot number, number six. six. <laughs> Boom, I can get bone up on yeah. my... Uh, I, I, that's a great <laughs> yeah. idea. For my pheasant yeah. shooting. Hey, what's the biggest sturgeon that you've heard of up there? 141 pounds. Wow. Is the, is the biggest so far this year. That's wow. everybody's dream to get one over 100, yeah. Wow. Yeah, last year yeah, there was can like... You imagine it. Last year there was yeah. like what twenty eight or twenty nine. We read yeah. it on the show a few weeks ago. There's over twenty, I think, was, that were over a hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah, biggest one seventy or something. Yeah. But, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lake record is just over two hundred. They netted one in the Wolf River in the spring up by the Shano Dam one year. They, it was like two hundred and thirty one pounds or something. Wow. Imagine, yeah, anything over a hundred, get it on the end of a rope and a spear. That'd be adrenaline rush. There's nothing more more boring. It's the dumbest sport in the world. It's ten times more boring than sitting waiting for a deer because you're just staring down a hole for hours and it, it, you, you start to go insane after a while, and that's why everybody drinks beer, of course. But um, <laughs> that brings back the balance. Fish comes through. I, I've only speared one, and when a fish comes through, it's a a, a five minute adrenaline rush, just fighting that mm -hmm. fish and bringing it in. And it, then, uh, and, yeah, yeah. The Pewaukee guys, by the way, said to say hi. Remember my buddies? We were up there a couple yeah. of years ago. We went yeah. to their shanty. Yeah, they 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 aren't up there this year, but they asked about you, so they said to say hey. Uh, I almost called them to see because if they were out there in a shanty, I could just drive out there. I have the tag and the spear and stuff. Go hang out with those guys. I wondered. Uh, did Brewster they and minnow killer? Yep. Did they? Uh, did they uh, um, close the upriver uh, ones? Is that? Did they? Did they have they hit their quota up there yet? Um, nope. Actually, surprisingly, not. It's only the second year since they've had the separate upriver season that they haven't closed it early. Uh, the travel. Same deal. Travel on the lake is restricted. And driving on Poygan right now, it's like driving through a plowed field because there was slush on the ice and everybody and his brother was out there driving around and made ruts and then they froze. And it's people are breaking their hitches and, you know, knocking their fillings out of their teeth just driving across the lake. You're going to wreck your truck if you drive out there. So that's the other problem. But um, they've been getting fish up there, but it, the, the travel is restricted. And they're getting some walleyes out there, too. Battle on Bago is not just Winnebago. They can fish the upriver lakes. Mm. Something new this year, there's been a 
previous years they complained about all the small walleyes guys were guys were bringing in eight ten inch walleyes to register hopefully to win a win a prize now they put a size limit on it i believe it's they have like a slot you can register a walleye between 14 to 18 and then over 22 so they're protecting those prime spawners between 18 to 22 inches Gotcha. Um, so hopefully it's a good thing. Yeah, they don't want the tournaments raping the lake. And the other big talk on Winnebago right now, probably going to pass. They're talking about reducing the daily uh, bag limit from five fish to, to three. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier, and they're going to, I think, start that with the start of the new season starting April 1st. I, yeah, I, I, we've yeah. been hearing a lot about that. And uh, But I was going to say, I watched John Gillespie's show last week, and they were catching a lot of nice perch on Winnebago, but they were in these sloughs and channels and that. You know know, about that? I watch that show. I watch that show. I've fished Winnebago for 30 years, and they claimed it was Oshkosh. And I'm looking, you know, trying to figure out where the heck are these guys fishing, looking at the background, the buildings Mm -hmm. in the background. They're in some back channels. Yeah, little back channels, yeah. Yeah, and I, for the life of me, cannot figure out where those guys are. And I know every fishing spot around Winnebago, you know, within a thirty-mile radius. So yeah. I don't know they were they were off the grid somewhere, maybe on the east side of the lake. I'm yeah. not, not as familiar with. Or yeah, that's possible. I don't know. Maybe Tex in the big rig. He's one of our listeners. Maybe Tex can can tell us. Unless it was a horn swoggle. <laughs> unless it was a horn right. swoggle as far as the location. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tim. Yeah. Tim, just make sure if you do go out, hold up that fish. Yeah. <laughs> hold it up for the camera. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Do, guys. <laughs> All right. We'll All see right. you, buddy. All right. Have a great day. Good yep. talking yep. to you, care. Tim. Bye now. That's funny, Tim. Yeah. So yeah. much for him shoot, getting, we, getting we a We got to do a break, or should we take this caller first? Do a break first. Okay, we're going to go to a, a break. break. The caller, hang on. We'll get to you right after it. It's only going to be a few minutes, so... Uh, This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and Tom Neubauer and Sam Schmitz on the phone. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. We're glad that you tuned us in today. We hope you're still listening. We do have a special guest on the line. We've got Kevin in Maple Ridge. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, sick. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Sick again. Huh? You got a cold again or what? Yeah, I've been coughing. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I'm really coughing like crazy. I hope I don't do it in your ear because... Oh, if you do, we're going to hang up on you. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> um, what? How do I sound? Oh, uh, you sound like you don't feel good. Oh. Anyway, uh, anyway, you guys, uh, how do you prepare a muskie? Same way you prepare any other fish. You Either baked. Or what? You, you can fry them, you can bake them, you can broil them, you can do whatever you want. Just like other fish. It's just a fish. You can't bread them? Sure. You can bread them and fry them, sure. Oh. Yeah, just like I said, just like any other fish. You know, my favorite fish, uh, guys, is uh, Canadian walleye. Just the Canadian ones? Yes. Not the Wisconsin walleyes? No. 
You don't, why? What's the matter with Wisconsin walleyes? Well, my dad used to uh, make them. Yeah? Yeah. And you didn't, he didn't make them good enough for you? Yeah, he did. Oh, see? Well, I don't know why you're knocking on the Wisconsin walleyes. Oh, no, no, no. I, I love the Wisconsin walleyes, but. Uh, oh, but you just said you love the Canadian ones better. Hey, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I like I, Canadian I love, ones I, better, hey, too. I love both. Uh, All right. Fish. Good. I'm glad. Kind of like Me too. Father loves both his children. Tom. That's right. I yeah, love them both. Even. I like them both too. Right. I like them both. I hey, like hey, Kevin listen. too. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, you guys. If you can, if you can give me a cure for my cold, I'd appreciate it. Well, okay. Lots of rest. Lots of drink. Lots of fluids. And that's all I got there, Kevin. Sorry. If okay. If you would have asked me this, just as you were getting the cold, I could have helped you. Tom was yeah. Tom was throwing yeah. up last week. He couldn't come to the show. It was me all by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just me and Sam. All of a sudden, yeah. we had to like scramble. We had to scramble the jets and get ready. We we didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, it was just yep. I here here here's the here's the some a cure that will shorten your cold. If not, it'll never start. As soon, yeah. Kevin, as soon as you feel that tickle in the back of your throat or in your sinus, you feel it. You just, as soon as you start feeling it, you got to take a double dose of uh, zinc, oh, zinc, B12, and C. Vitamin zinc, B12, and vitamin C. You do a double wow. dose in the morning and in the evening. You do that for like three days. And that cold will either never show up, or if you do get it, it only lasts a couple of days. I'm serious; well, it does to, work. I'll have to talk to the nurses about that. Yeah, yeah. Talk to the nurses. Yeah, talk to the nurses. Well, thank you, folks. Uh, All right, Kev. Saw, All right, Kev. I sound sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, we hope you feel Next much better. Time we talk. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. Thanks. All right. All see right, you, take Kevin. Care, Kevin. Bye now. Um, hey, I got to announce something, Tom. Yeah. Before I forget. Anybody out there who I've ever emailed, I no longer have your email address. You didn't do what I did. Including you, Tom. You didn't do it. I got to send you a new one? Yes. I need everybody to send me an email because what happened was, you know, Windows uh, 7 was no longer supported. Right. uh, You have to have Windows 10. Right. And I've had my system for five years. And uh, I called the guy, and he said he could come on out and just set me up with a whole new system. Mm -hmm. And I got to put a plug in for Chris. He's at the uh, WIPC Wizardry. And he had a place right on the corner in Pewaukee, and he had a ton of business. People always going in there. It was great because I could walk over there, and you could bring your computer, Mm -hmm. anything you needed. In fact, like... When I needed a new monitor, I went over there, and he happened to have a, a used monitor. He sold me for really, it's a beautiful big monitor for, mm-hmm. I mean, a great deal. So anyway, he, uh, he no longer has the place right there on the corner, but he's still in business, and he will come out to your place oh, that's and, nice. and, yeah. and do it right there. So he came out, and he set up a great system for me. I got all the deluxe windows, 10, everything's all set up, so I'm, Good for another. But how did you lose everything? Well, he saved my pictures and my documents, but apparently, um, he he can't save the emails. 
when you when he switch it's i don't know it's oh, something you, you, so like, i so yeah. my email addresses in yeah, other the words contacts the contacts or, yeah 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 oh. if i'd known in advance i probably would have done a screenshot and printed yeah. those all off yeah. but i thought he'd be able to save those yeah. so anyway i need all my friends to send me their email and then I can somehow highlight it and save it into my, uh, but I put in a word, if you need any computer work done, uh, if you got some old unsupported system, windows, uh, 10 is, uh, you got to upgrade and the old stuff, not supported. Call Chris at PC wizardry. Uh, it's two, six, two, six, nine, five, zero, five, Oh five. He's a computer wizard. He'll come right out to your place and he'll set you up. That's awesome. That's great. You got somebody on the line? Yes, sir. Ron in Sussex. Oh, Mr. Heidenreich, how you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. What's hey, up? what's up, Ron? Uh, not much. I, there's a couple of topics you guys talked about, and I had maybe a little uh, help with it. Uh, somebody was asking where you can get the beaver tails, and, and you know, I know yeah, Sherpers, but Sherpers, yeah. Dick Smith is going to have them. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they'll have them. That's for They've sure. got everything. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we called they them do. last week and got a, do. got a fishing report out there. Yeah. yeah. And I remember Troy was talking about the, the perching on uh, on Devil's Lake in North Dakota. And if and I think, Dan, I think you asked if they've been out there all along. And uh, I was out there in the early 80s, and it was before the lake started to grow. Mm-hmm. And there were so many perch in the lake, there was no bag limit and no possession limit on them. Really? Yeah. And were they big like they are now? Yeah, I got yeah. one on the wall that was uh, weighed on a delicatessen scale at 115. Wow. Almost a two-pound perch. Those yeah. are, that's yeah. a killer. Those so, they, you know, they've, the, the population is probably a little bit smaller now because they do have bag and possession limits, but it's mm-hmm. a, great, a great destination. Yeah, I know. I, uh, it's a guy I know. He, he, he would go out there so much he eventually bought a cottage. Yeah, I know uh, who you're talking about. Yeah, he yeah. bought a cottage out there. Now, I don't know if he's still using it or not. Cause he's... No, that particular person actually now is suffering from dementia. So Is that right? I did not know that because I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah, my, I... wife, my wife is aware of him. So Okay. Oh, that's so, a shame. Anything, well, one, one other thing, though, uh, and you guys might find this interesting, as uh, from what it looks like starting April 1st, the new fishing year, there's going to be a catch-and-release season year-round. For large and smallmouth bass. Oh, that they—they're going to do that. Yeah, it's the catch and keep seasons are going to be the same as before, but the, right, be a catch and release starting year round. Year round. Oh, but now uh, in in the winter time you can keep bass. Are no, are no. they changing that? No, no. The, the 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 catch and keep seasons are the same as before. Okay. I think the catch and keep on uh, ends around the middle of March. Right. It's it's yeah in March when yeah. Right, but the catch and release is year-round. So in April, when we're out there, we can do a little bass fishing as long as we throw them back. Exactly. So yeah. that's that's about time. Yeah. About time. So just thought you might like to know that. All right. Well, thanks, right, Ron. Ron. We'll t- appreciate it. All right. Talk All right. To you I'll talk care, to you buddy. later. Bye, Bye now. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if Ron's still listening, you're going to be calling him, eh? You said yeah, you were I will be. Call him. I got to. I got to call, call him, him too. Him for a little yeah. bit at some point there. So. Yeah, I got to call him too. Wow, this has been, you know, the time goes so fast. People always say about how, how fast this two-hour goes. But to tell you the truth, I don't know if I'd want to do a three-hour show. <laughs> no, we're just getting warmed up, buddy. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. How come this damn computer ain't working? I'm sitting here hitting buttons and there we go. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I'm. you know what kind of pictures I like to see of fish? My grandkids holding them. My son, Nick, sent me, say, he had his kids out fishing a couple weeks ago. Ice, the kids love ice fishing. Right. And his seven-year-old daughter, she she can bait her hook. She she catches the fish. She, she knows how to do it all. She'll lift up the fish. She'll take them so, off the hook and say, Dad, is this big enough? So, <laughs> so there you go, Tom. Yeah, I'll You're watch. Saying, I'll look at theirs. He wants to look at picture because it's your grandkids, That's right? damn right, You think buddy. I want to see a damn picture right. of your grandkids holding oh, I, a fish? I don't care. No, I'll I pretend I like it. I, oh, hey, yeah, I, that's I nice. I don't care like Tommy. Tommy. Oh, she's hey, a little cute. I don't Bless care if picture. you want to see them or not. No, but as you'll be showing them to people there, Grandpa. If Mr. Grumpy doesn't want to look right. at other people's long, stuff. That, damn it's right. Me. It's got to be my, my grandkids, me, my, yes. My, 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 and I don't care if you want to see them or not. Okay. Do, I, do I have to separate you guys? <laughs> we're both. The good thing, Sam, is we're both too old to get up and, like my brother was talking, hard to walk through that snow. There's too much uh, distance for us to really make the yeah. difference up to, to be throwing blows. So yeah, that's right. that, too much effort, so. All right, that's all, all right. I got. That's me too, Danny. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. Hey, look at this picture of crappy on my cell phone. <laughs> You've been listening to Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you all next week, my friends. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.